Thank you, Spirit of the Living God, for your mighty move in our hearts, in our lives, God. We thank you because you're pouring in us to overflow right now. We are overflowing with the measure of the Holy Spirit. We recognize this. We recognize this, that you seek a vessel through which you will flow out into everywhere, into everywhere, Lord. How will the Holy Spirit enter into places <laughs> except we allow you enter into us and be released into all those places? We avail ourselves, Lord. <laughs> we say, pour in us to overflow. And even as we read your word, even as we delve into today's teaching in Acts 6, Spirit of the living God, that which you did in the lives of the apostles, that which you did in the life of Stephen, Lord, pouring us to overflow right now. Do it again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So Acts 6, so during those days, the number of Jesus' followers kept multiplying greatly. But a complaint was brought against those who spoke Aramaic by the Greek-speaking Jews who felt their widows were being overlooked during the daily distribution of food. Okay, thank you. Do we all agree that this is a Christian gathering? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do we all agree that these were all converts, people who mm -hmm. believed in Jesus? That's correct. Okay. Yes. So it says Jesus' followers, right? They're multiplying. Yes, oh. thank you. Mm -hmm. Right? They were multiplying. Mm -hmm. When there's a multiplication in the preaching of the gospel, it shows that the spirit of the Lord is moving. moving. And so there was no doubt about the spirit of the Lord moving in the midst of his people. Mm. How come there was a complaint? These were all Jews, right? Let's say we're in the U.S. Now all of us are Americans, for example. But what was the difference? between those complaining and those who who the complaints were against they spoke different languages thank you so can we all agree that the body of christ is imperfect yes yes <laughs> and that even when the spirit of the lord is moving we still hold on to our earthly biases absolutely okay these people were all jews the only reason was that the other ones were Greek-speaking because they probably grew up in the Grecian areas and moved back to Jerusalem. And these other ones felt like they were the core, where they were speaking Aramaic. They spoke the language of Jesus Christ. So for that reason, they were better than the others. I wanted this topic to drive home very well because it's not just about being better. This was a situation where we're talking about widows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People who have lost their spouses. These women mm -hmm. were obviously in need. Mm -hmm. And these people of God who were supposedly led by the Spirit of God were not feeding these widows. It's not that they were giving them little portions. They were not giving them any food. The body of Christ that Jesus Christ had just died for. This was the first church. And already some people felt that they were better than other people. Mm -hmm. And so because they are better than those other people, 
those other people should not even have food to eat. Oh. You know, these things are going on right now in the body of Christ. It's going on all over the place. And we think these stories are just biblical, but this is what we are going through as the body of Christ. Certain yes. groups feeling like they are entitled to not just salvation, but they are even entitled to certain blessings than other people. Mm-hmm. That this other group, they don't deserve food. It's not about building homes and saying that, okay, you don't deserve a home. This is food. The basic of the basic. The basic, thank you. And these are people who have lost their husbands. They were actually in need. It's not like they were lazy women or they were women who did not know any better. Something tragic had happened to them. So there was no empathy. There was no compassion. And I see this as the state of our faith right now. There is no compassion in the body of Christ. There is no empathy. We just gather ourselves. Oh, we belong to this group and we claim superiority over another group. You know, I saw a Facebook post and it made me feel so sad. He was like, can you still be friends with those people who you used to attend the same church with? Oh, wow. (laughs) And I was like, oh, and this keeps going on in the body of Christ. Like people who will check on you don't care anymore because you're not attending their church anymore. Wow. So true. How much more even caring if you need anything? No, you left. So you don't deserve to be checked on. Well, we no longer have your offering or your tithe. So who cares? You're not part of the body anymore. What is happening to this? So sad. It's so sad. So I want us to see that even in our workplaces where like we pick and choose. Oh, that one is Catholic. Uh, mm -mm. like this is the core of our problems in our faith and we have to see this venom spreading around everywhere the division the division like you guys are all in the same body you're seeing miracles happen the spirit of the lord is moving you guys are speaking in tongues Mm -hmm. there's signs and wonders There's great healing. The word is preached. Jesus just died a few months ago. Was even up to months? Jesus had just died and resurrected. It wasn't long. And already you have no compassion for your fellow believers because you speak a different language. What are the reasons? What have we held against somebody else? To feel that they are not deserving of God's grace or God's love or even our compassion. Because they don't think the same way they, they do and they don't believe the same way they, but we're all still God's people. Exactly. You know, I've been in some church settings where as an outsider, you can't receive something because you're not a part of that church. Mm-hmm. So they can't offer you services. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and we have a friend here who once told us that when she was part of this ministry, that when people would send their prayer requests, the envelopes that had money, they would keep them on one side. And the ones that had no money, wow. they would trash them. Wow. 
It's a very what? big ministry. She was part of this ministry is on TV. Wow. Yeah, Marie is aware of it. We're all told okay. together. This sister went to that ministry school and this is what they did. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's all about money, what they can get from you. That is really sad. That's it. So we move on. Next verse, please. I just wanted us to apply this to everyday living. That every, so that we are conscious that we're not looking down on that unbeliever because we feel that we are better than them. See, this blood paid for every one of them. If you listen to the teachings during this Easter period, you see that Jesus left no stone unturned. He literally went back to Noah's day and made sure that his blood spoke for the spirits yes. of those men who had refused to accept the Lord in Noah's day. So if we're here feeling like we are better for whatever reason, then we don't even understand what Jesus was all about. I want us to remember that, see, every color, every race, every, like people say, you know, there's just one human race. There's no other race. Every tribe, every tongue, all of this, God made uh -huh. to display his manifold wisdom, the colors of his being. He didn't make anyone better. It's uh -huh. all a reflection of who he is. And that's why till today, scripture says that many have entertained angels by just being hospitable to people. Uh -huh. So I want us to really be introspective in the way we interact with people, that person you see as a nobody will be on fire for the Lord. And mm -hmm. when you finally get to heaven, I mean, in the culmination of days, when it's all settled, you'll be surprised where they are, what glory they reside in. And you'll be like, wow, when I thought they were nobody. Mm -hmm. Do not underestimate people that God has made in his image. Man will find any little reason to feel that they are better than another. Yeah. Not only do they feel like they're better, they don't mind voicing it either, which makes it even worse. When they voice that they're better than you or whatever, or they put you down, and that's what makes it worse. Because, you know, you can pray with the Holy Spirit and have your thoughts be censored, but, you know, when you have those thoughts, Sometimes it's just best to keep it to yourself. It's like your mom used to say, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. Thank you for that. So, yeah. oh, you hear this expression, oh, you know what? I am I'm more experienced. I read the Bible, I know in and out. <laughs> that's, than you. that's a good one. I know in and out than you. That's a good one, Marie. Please hold that. You will repeat it later on. I, I always like it when you guys start preaching my sermon. Okay. <laughs> okay, next verse, please. Okay, so the 12 apostles called a meeting of all the believers and told them it is not advantageous for us to be pulled away from the word of God to wait on tables. Ooh, to wait on Ooh. tables. <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? Uh, to wait on tables to feed people. To feed those ladies. <laughs> to <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> Inexistent in ones. <laughs> yes, you know, they were right. Let's read the next verse so that it becomes clear. I know Valerie was asking, what does that mean? But let's hold on to wait on tables like these are distinguished men of God, right? Mm -hmm. These are the apostles. They are the ones that are preaching. They are the ones that are praying. Those seemingly sound like the more important things, right? Mm -hmm. You know, these are the people that were with Jesus. They are doing the important work of preaching the gospel and bringing people into the kingdom. So it doesn't make sense that they should leave that and begin to wait on tables. Wow. Next. So they were that close to Jesus, they must have missed the law because Jesus told them, <laughs> you will be a servant. You serve. Mm. Yeah, that shows that they, ha they actually haven't learned a thing. <laughs> Are you guys scolding them now? <laughs> no, all of us, like, 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 not, no, not them. Even though we're talking about them, right? We're talking about the you know, body of Christ because it's that's right. <laughs> okay, so anyway, let's, be, let's beat them up. Okay, Nadia, continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, Marie, next verse, please. So we want you to carefully select from among yourselves seven godly men. Make sure they are honorable, Honor. full of the Holy Spirit. Full of the Holy Spirit. And wisdom. And wisdom. And we'll give them the responsibility of this crucial ministry of serving. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So we'll cut them a little slack right now because mm -hmm. at least... They recognize that it's a crucial aspect of the gospel mm -hmm. to serve. Mm -hmm. And what thrilled me with the way they operated was that they knew that in order to make sure that there was equality within the body, the people who are just waiting on tables, even though it is just waiting on tables, had to be spirit-filled. They mm. had to be honest people. They had to be wise. Yeah. No, ever gone into a church or gone into a Christian gathering and you see the man of God or the woman of God, whoever is preaching, and you're like, who, holy sister, holy man of God. But then you look at the usher and you're like, huh, who's that? Or you hear that there's a group helping with donations to help people and you look at them and you're like, um, or even as a leader, you look at those who should spearhead those places and you don't consider that in order for there to be equality in order for them to be justice and love and brotherliness in order for the spirit of christ to be fully expressed in the body the leaders have to be spirit filled they have to be full of wisdom they have to be honest people even in the barest of areas like the little list of tasks within the body so that others do not feel left out. Others are not left out. And that's one thing I loved about you ladies when we had the conference, nobody felt left out. Well, as far as I could hear, everybody felt involved and loved and taken care of. And that is what we have to consciously uphold as the body of Christ. That even if I'm just serving, if I'm just giving out cards, even if I'm just 
saying hello are you gonna join us next week i must be someone who strives to be filled with the spirit of the lord who walks in the wisdom of god someone who is upright before god or else we can all be just a bunch of believers segregating against one another i am so excited about my book spirit 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 god is amazing I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far, but you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support and thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you, go for it, go grab your copy, please grab your copy, tell me about it, tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life, tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.